This is Yoel's Hangouts Podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to the show. I truly appreciate the support. What's good and welcome to Yoel's Hangouts Podcast. I'm your host, Yoel. I got a homie on the show, Brandon Dunn. What's good, bro? How you living? What's good, brother? I'm living pretty good, man. Just uh, out here in Hillsboro, Oregon, enjoying this uh, wet snow we got falling right now. It's snowing? Yeah, it is. Damn. Not not sticking though, you know. That's how it is out here in the valley. Oregon be like that. Bro. Yeah. So uh for those who don't know, me and uh me and Brad, I, I went to uh Portland State University for for a little bit of time. And uh we were we were originally on the same uh flag football team. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, that and then you know what I'm saying, you saw my skills and you were like, Hey, I'm starting this basketball thing, and then you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, from there on, you know, we, we just became homies. But um, yeah, man, if you want to, uh, if you want to, you know, give like, tell, tell the listeners kind of who you are, what you do, you know, whatever you want, whatever you want to do. Oh, man. Um, listen, I've had an interesting life, I guess. Uh, it's taken me yes, in a lot have. of different directions. Um, when I was four, I was diagnosed with a uh, kidney disease called nephrotic syndrome and it's an autoimmune condition that basically uh, your kidneys can't filter protein and blood correctly so you lose it in your urine um, mm. so I've kind of battled that on and off um, my entire life but trying to just stay healthy and keep it uh, keep it down in the depth so it don't come back you know what I'm saying oh for sure um, but that I don't know that I guess my entire life, I kind of rejected the thought that I even like had it, you know? So like, I just tried to like shelter myself from it. And so, I don't know. I, I was always a rebel. My, my father's a police officer. I, uh, mm-hmm. I always kind of butted heads with him and, uh, you know, got myself into situations where I probably shouldn't have been. I had to drop out of university of Oregon, um, and go back to Portland state uh, back to living with my parents. Cause I just couldn't handle the partying and stuff, but mm-hmm. it ultimately led me to, uh, traveling the world, man. I, uh, ended up having the opportunity to go to Germany. Um, I studied abroad there on two different occasions. I remember that, um, learned German, speak it fluently, you know, Oh, kinda. I mean, like I lose it, but yeah. it comes back comes when back. I speak with my friends. Um, and yeah, man, graduated after that, I went to, uh, I went to Colorado. I went to a ski resort. I worked at a ski resort for two winters, which is where I met my wife, uh, who is from Peru. <laughs> and that oh, ultimately took true. me to Peru as well. Um, so yeah, man, now we're just chilling here in Hillsborough and uh, looking to move here in the future out to Central Oregon. So looking wow. forward to it. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. What a trip. I'm so glad to beyond this setting to a note like i knew like a little bit of that stuff and some of it was like a refresher i knew that you went to germany just like up and just fucking left and i was like mm-hmm. wow this guy's kind of like a savage for doing that but i was like that's kind of dope like how did how did that whole like first of all like I, i'm i'm like kind of like a girl when it comes to like being curious about like relationships and shit like how did you how did you guys meet and how like how did that happen like how my wife you, and i like what's your guys's like story and journey this isn't a very typical guy to guy uh, (laughs) question but i'm actually extremely curious well you know it's funny so um i didn't meet her in germany i met her at the ski resort Um, oh yeah yeah, no no yeah i remember that yeah um but um we met in a hot tub actually for the first time but we really didn't even acknowledge each other she actually was hanging out with two other guys at the time uh not not like that but you know no, no, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just like met that night and it was whatever. And then probably two or three nights later, there was an 80s party at the uh, the employee bar that we had there called Mulligan's. And um, I was actually hanging out with another Peruvian girl and who was like not so I- into me. And I was like, whatever, screw it. Like, I'm just going to go downstairs and dance. And so we were dancing and I saw Carolina, my wife, uh, with a friend of mine dancing. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go steal her. So I literally just took Damn. her hand from him, bro. And uh, yeah, we just started dancing and kind of the rest is history. It was a up and down um, few months with her to begin with because she just wasn't super into me and she didn't really want like a relationship. She's never been like that. She's been super independent her entire life. And uh, I was just super persistent, man. And, uh, you know, finally we went to, we went to Miami together and then we went to Chicago together. And in Chicago uh, was kind of like where we were like, kind of fell in love with each other, which is really cool. Mm. Uh, I didn't expect to talk about this, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I knew we were going to talk about this coming into this. Okay. Um, But yeah, man. and, And, you know, she ended up coming back to Oregon and stayed with me and my family for about a week and then a month and a half later i was in peru doing the same thing over there wow what a trip how long had she been in the u.s like in uh, colorado well so um south americans actually do this thing it's not just south americans it's all people from other countries but um specifically south americans during our winter time it's their summer so they're out of school Mm. and uh, they get what's called a j1 visa and that allows them to come work over here, but also travel too. So like they call it work and travel. Mm. And uh, when we met at Copper, um, Copper Mountain, it had been her third work and travel. So she was in Vermont the first season. The following season, she was in Lake Tahoe. And then she went to Ooh. Copper. Um, and so, yeah, she had been in the U.S. for about, you know, maybe less than a week when I met her, but she'd also had previous experience here. So her English wasn't terrible. <laughs> got you. Got you. How, how has it been like kind of, cause you guys are grew up in like completely different cultures, but what's like a way that you guys kind of find like that common ground or like you guys kind of like relate to each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I obviously have my American habits um, focusing on the time, like always like, you know, everything's got to be kind of punctual or like, Hey man, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And like, you're there in 15 minutes. Whereas like South Americans, bro, they don't even talk about time. It's just like, yeah, I'll see you today sometime. Yeah, bro. You don't realize that's some American shit, but it really is like, oh, it is like African time. It's like, we'll show like, it's funny. Like I'm on vacation and like, people were like, Hey, when are you going to show up? Like, I'm like, whenever I want to show up, I'm on vacation, bro. I'm not playing the, the, the game anymore of like being yeah. on time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is my time to be a normal functioning human that doesn't act. like time is not a normal, like being the level of punctual that America is, that's not a normal way to organize your, your brain. We're not like, like we're, there's so many variants and variables that like, make us want to do things at different time but it, it, it is but it's there for a reason right for, to move society forward for system right. but it's just like sometimes you're like okay like this is not actually how things are supposed to be and it's such a funny concept because we don't it think is. about that we think of it as like oh you know i'm on, I'm on time I'm, you know it's just normal it's like nah i'm sure like it's way more laid back which she's right fun. yeah exactly man it is super laid back and you know what's funny is like there's spectrums of it like Peru or South America, I guess, or most Latin American countries are actually on that side of the spectrum where it's like time is whatever. Um, But like when you go over to Europe, like Germany, man, like punctlichkeit is like a thing, like punctuality, you know, Mm. it's uh, it's like if you're not on time, it's like like people are offended, you know, like it's it's, so like we're we're kind of in the middle where it's like, oh, like, you know, show up like the party's at nine, you show up at 940. That's kind of expected. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Well, I think like, I wonder why that, well, I mean, I mean, I know why that is, you know, obviously it's like some societies, like, you know, you got to have the systems in place because, but also like, I understand because especially like America, it's like important to be busy. You know, if you're running a business, you have a job, you have kids, you have all this, like, time is of the essence if you're like waiting around for someone to show up when you could have been Mm -hmm. doing other things it's like oh like damn but like other societies it's like you're not constantly working unlike america you are Mm -hmm. constantly fucking working so it's like it kind of plays into that but um 
they have a better work balance of uh like a work-life balance you know Um, understand understanding that you need that time for yourself uh whereas we're just like crazy am i allowed to swear on this 100 percent, bro all right we're 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 crazy motherfuckers over here you know we just like we just go hard and we don't like even you know think about relaxing until like oh we get a vacation or retirement or whatever you know so uh yeah which is another thing like that i'm kind of not a fan of is is this whole idea of like go to school work your entire life you know slaving away and then retiring i mean like my parents have kind of like push that into my head my entire life and I've just like I said I'm a rebel and I've kind of rejected that concept and I don't know I I think that there's a multitude of ways to live your life and you don't have to necessarily live it by the status quo yeah I agree and it's funny I just had like I was just talking to someone about this like they don't do that our parents don't do that because like they um they don't they they do that because they care about us they do Mm -hmm. that because they play defense they do that because it's if you care about something you want it to have the safest path yeah you don't even think of especially like imagine kids like things that did not exist until you made them exist (laughs) like it's like there's a certain sense of like you're so used to like thinking of kids in a particular way of like they are not their own person. I am. Res- I have been responsible to take care of this human, and I've made the decisions for this human for so long mm-hmm. that the thought of this person saying, "I don't want to do what you want me to do. I'm actually going to take a path that you do not understand," is extremely uncomfortable for parents. Right, and I actually I know you have a, a life story kind of like that too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like so. it, it, it is not, it is not. And I think like over time you, you, you start to kind of, you know, gain perspective, maturity through conversations, mm-hmm. through listening of like, you know, most people mean well, especially your parents, you know, they've, they've raised you, they've done something right. If they've raised you up to this point, but um, you know, you start to kind of understand where they're coming from man. like, based off the information that I would have known if I was them, I would have Mm -hmm. said the same thing to my kid. You know what I mean? So, but does that make it right? Absolutely not because I'm playing with a whole different set of variables Right. based off those variables, based off of who I am as an individual human, not just your child. I have to take this route. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, speaking of, you know, parents, your dad, you said your dad's a cop? Yeah, uh, former. Uh, he retired after 30 years of, um, with Washington Sheesh. County here. Sheesh. How, yeah. did, how did that play out for for, uh, for for your childhood? And how has he been feeling about the whole, like, you know, it seemed like, I, I don't think this is right, but it seems like it's big, like, black people versus cops, like, all cops are bad, which I have never subscribed to and will <laughs> refuse to subscribe to and will never subscribe to. Uh, but um, there seems to be kind of an unrest of, you know, there is police brutality. It does exist. But I'm curious to know, like, what you and what maybe, I don't know if you and your, and your pops have had this conversation, but what, what he may think about it as well. Um, you know, we've kind of loaded. We really, we really haven't had, like, a, that in-depth conversation about it. I mean, uh, I don't know, talking with my dad about some things is pretty difficult sometimes because he's very hard-headed and he he has his he has his uh, opinions and that's fine um I love him but uh growing up with him man it was kind of it was kind of hard like a lot of the times when you get in trouble it was like more of an interrogation rather than like a a a lesson you know Mm um like there was this one time where we were in Mexico and my friend wanted to like use my dad's um kind of man cave space to bring a girl up into there uh just like for a this is in high school man and and I was like a very um naive kid and I just gave him the code to the thing and he went up there dude and he ended up being like eight people over drinking a bunch of my parents alcohol Damn. Uh, and you know uh my parents actually let their friends use it for the Super Bowl well come to find out like my friends didn't clean up very well and like something happened with the toilet and they were like oh somebody else was up here like 
and there's a bunch of alcohol missing. So they turned to me, obviously, because I was the rebel child, the oldest child. And um, yeah, man, they like basically it was interrogation. They called the non-emergency 911 number and got a cop over to like, because I was like refusing to like throw my friends under the bus. Damn. I was like, <laughs> you know, and uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's just kind of like an example of one experience that uh, I have with them. Like they ended up, you know, I ended up coughing up and my friend and, and his, uh, his parents both came over and talked to the officer as well. But it was, you know, it was definitely a learning experience for me. Like, all right, dude, like these are my parents things. Like I can't just like, I was just a dumb kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, things get out of hand quick, man. I have a similar story to that. Like, you know, you, you start to like, uh, we had like a white elephant party. I had homies over. This was like a middle school too. And one of the gifts was like these panties and like, it was like a gag gift, but then like mm-hmm. one of my homies started wearing it and like running around the house and like my parents were in the next, were in their room because they wanted us to kind of have our time for themselves and I'm saying like, this was like a middle school. So like, and my parents are extremely conservative, very reserved people. So the thought of my parents like walking out and seeing like my homie and like wearing like leopard print thong panties, it just like, one, it just didn't show like any respect for like my house, but also just didn't, it wasn't enjoyable for me to stress over like, what if my parents walk out and they see this? Like, it's just like, it does, it's not a good look. So I just right. like kicked, I kicked everybody out. <laughs> I was like, all right, this was fun, but you guys got to get out. And they're like, are you serious? I was like, yes, I, I, I'm serious. You guys literally are, you guys have underwear on and like are acting wild. Like, let's go outside. Everyone leave. And I kicked like 10 people out of my house. <laughs> In underwear or what? Yeah. Like, I mean, they took, they, he wore it on, he wore it like over his clothes. But I was like, nah, yeah, you're going to you're going to get out. Everyone get out. (laughs) You guys are just acting like fucking idiots. My parents are going to walk in like it was like it just felt like such a violation just to see them being wild and shit like with my parents right there. And I was like, yeah, this is Um, but yeah, hey, back back to the to the police officer thing, like in regards to like what's going on today. Um, I think I definitely have a different perspective on it. And I'm more of like, no, not all cops are bad there's generally people are good um, and there's always going to be a few bad apples. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing today. Although I do believe that like maybe certain jurisdictions or certain counties um, there might be more bad apples than there are good people, you know, like um, for example, like LA County, I mean, like what they said, I think I read that four LA County police officers involved in the riot that happened at the white house. So it's like, I don't know, just kind of Man, interesting LAPD to think about, up. like, LA's fucked up, in yeah. Ge- in general, like, LA's LA really fucked up. Fucked up, man. Yeah. And it doesn't help the city itself, man. I think LA is, like, kind of a, you know, I I don't, you know, I was there when I was a kid. I went to Disneyland. I went to Anaheim, all that shit. But I haven't been as an adult. But just the things you hear and, like, a lot of people leaving that place now, especially during the during the pandemic, it's like, it's kind of losing its heart and soul, man, especially, I mean, and today no of all today of all days, like we got, we got to, we got to talk about Kobe Bryant. I mean, like today yeah. is the one year anniversary of his death and uh, um, you know, what it's a loss to that city. Yeah, man. It was like, I mean, Kobe was the one stable, like ride or die. Like he was the father of the city. Like, mm-hmm he ran this city like when he passed away i mean i i had been in la for just a short amount of time like not too long and when he passed away i mean like things like productions shut down like people were like i cannot keep shooting right now like i'm gonna cry like yeah grown men were crying you know because of just who he was um you know what he meant to that city what he represented you know, the integrity that's been so lost, especially in that city, uh, in this city, I'm, I'm here now. Um, I think he was almost kind of like the only symbol of hope, of, of integrity, of no matter what, I'm staying a Laker, no matter what, I'm going to fight for this city and for the Lakers. Um, you know, that was huge. That was huge for 
people that live in LA, 20 years is a long run, man. 20 mm-hmm. years is a long, long, long run. So it was rough, man. And, you know, LA, if I wasn't here for a specific reason, I, I would not be here. I, 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 the thought of me like raising children here, like terrifies me. <laughs> I, 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 there would have to be like a specific, and, and, you know, I've met great people, you know, don't, don't get it twisted, but I just know the, especially, I mean, things are shut down now, but I just know kind of the culture now. I'm starting to figure out how things move, why people act the way that they do, kind of like the mm-hmm. backstabbing, the like manipulation, the clout chasing, the it's just really it's a really, toxic environment. It's a really, really cringy place. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're here for a specific reason, I'm super glad I came out here. I've made a lot of progress in my personal life as well as my career. And you know, it, mm-hmm. it facilitate it facilitates certain endeavors, but as far as like quality of life i don't know if this is necessarily like the best spot. right and i think it's a it's a place for creativity you know like it's where mm-hmm. it's where artists go to pursue their dreams um yeah. you know the city of angels uh it's just it's it's got that special feeling although i i do think i mean what i've heard it's kind of lost a little of that with with everything that's going on and yeah. uh you know, I, at one point I, I was thinking about moving down there, man. Like I've always had this thought of doing stand up, and uh, even though I'm not that funny, but you know, why not give it a go? Uh, <laughs> but stand up's um, a skill, man. It's tough. Right? Yeah, it is real tough, and you gotta you gotta have balls. You gotta be able to roll with the punches and 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 be willing to go up and there write. and fail and and write yeah and 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 fail too i mean like going up there and not getting people to laugh has to be the absolute absolute like most cringing experience that you can have i mean like just going up on stage to to make people laugh and not succeeding at that like how embarrassing you know uh and just trying to be okay and come to terms with like this is part of the process and doing that day in and day out like i don't know um yeah it's just a, it's a it's an interesting concept to put together and especially like just going up like even just walk like, the, the concept like how i think about it, like shakespeare man like you know just walking on stage and like performing his art and his craft in front of these people it's just now we're, we have like modern day shakespearean concepts of um i don't know where i'm going with this exactly but uh <laughs> it's um it's just really yeah it's just really cool to uh to think about comedy um and that it's part of our lives um i don't know help me out here no it's a beautiful thing it's it's like like you know dave Chappelle, you know these people that speak that speak comedically but also speak to the creative to the consciousness of you know whatever's going on in the, in Mm -hmm. the underlying society that like you know maybe explicitly we don't know how to kind of structure it but they do it in a comedic way where they kind of get away with it like joe rogan dave Chappelle, these people that like started out as you know and they're still comedians but they're kind of the thought leaders in the sense of they people listen to them right they, they are interested in what these how these guys view the world like they are very very powerful people yeah you know they're like that because they view the world a particular way and they're honest and they're they're, they give their perspective and they don't care if you like it and it is what it is Mm -hmm. they're willing to go against the grain Um, but that's kind of where i was trying to go with it's like comedians are almost the thought leaders of the world like shakespeare was at his time and we're still reading shakespeare to this day you know like um listening to his perspective and and exactly like you're saying i mean joe rogan dude he has the biggest podcast in the world i mean like hands down i mean who yeah. else has a bigger one no and uh it. i mean he's got hundreds of millions of downloads every month um and he just had this huge deal with spotify and it's like when you have that many people listening to like your point's going to come across to a lot i mean a lot of people even some of those listeners aren't going to necessarily agree with what he's saying but they're get, they're still listening i mean because yeah. um, it's real and i think he he's he's almost like a uh an idol to a lot of like especially male males our age i mean 
he's you know he's a comedian he's a podcast host he uh commentates mma yeah. um and so i don't know i'm not trying to sit here and idolize joe rogan and talk about joe like cl- like cliche you know uh, but there's something you know, about like, oh, joe bro, rogan I heard- respect. yeah you know what i mean like there's something about there's something about dave Chappelle and joe rogan that they're almost like the only ones left that are a hundred percent honest whether you like it or not Mm -hmm. they are strong enough wise enough and um brave enough most importantly to not only be honest but be honest and formulate thoughts about things that are taboo and extremely serious Mm -hmm. And as men, you know, we, we look up to stuff like that, you know, that those types of people, you know, in the Disney movies, those are the types of people that are heroes. Those are the types of people that, you know, no matter what they're saying, Hey, that's wrong. Hey, this is what I think about this. Hey, I don't like this. I like this. You know what I mean? And, and they're sticking to it. Yeah. It's not, it's not even necessarily about idolizing them them it's about idolizing the concept of them idolizing the concept of bravery the concept of honesty the concept of you know unapologetic you know uh, truthfulness whether it's political or not it's interesting interesting yeah it's very interesting uh um i'm curious to know you talked about germany how long did you spend in germany um so the total uh i've spent about nine months total in germany between nice. two semesters of uh of studying and uh one travel trip travel trip got it yeah i'm curious like what are the like comparisons and maybe similarities and differences between germany and maybe america i'm actually i'm, I'm pretty curious <clears throat> well like i was already talking about um you know we're we're both punctual countries i mean like they're, they have a little bit more focus on, on being exactly on time. Um, but I feel like their, their, their country is a lot more, uh, a lot less inundated in, in the, uh, the idea of like, um, technology, I guess, like they're, they're still like going to Europe is almost like traveling like 20 years back, you know, like mm-hmm. you go to a club and they're still playing Barbie girl, you know, like mm-hmm. 1990s pop, 2000s pop, like, they're still playing that kind of stuff in the clubs. And it's like, um, I don't know. It's it, it, people are hanging out in parks, um, drinking beers, you know, just chilling on and playing like games outside. It's like almost as if uh, like technology doesn't exist. Um, That's funny. Well, I mean, it starts in America, because like, you know, iPhone, it, all these social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does start in America. And, and it's just like a little bit behind over there, which is fine. It's great. It's kind of refreshing. Um, 100%. to say the least uh it gave me a new perspective on like how to live my life um seeing like um i don't know for example i was the first time i went i was in a uh a program called um it was an intensive program uh and and it was just a bunch of americans it was like 12 of us and i kind of like fell in love with this this girl that was in the thing and in our program and um she ended up kind of breaking my heart and I was like, you know what? Fuck this girl. Like I'm going to go do what I want to do. And I ended up going to a Stuttgart um, versus Brisha Dortmund um, soccer game in Stuttgart the next day with my buddy. Well, on the way back, you know, I'm, I'm eager to learn German. And I, and that like her kind of breaking my heart was like the, the way of like telling me, all right, dude, you need to focus up on this language. Cause that's what you're here for kind of thing. And yeah. um, I just, on the way back we were sitting on the train and there was this like annoying sound that was happening and you know i asked like these german dudes across from me like how to say annoying in german and like um these guys actually ended up inviting us over to their place the next day um i mean you know smoking smoking a ton of weed doing cocaine i mean like you know it was it was like they were you know they were deep in the shit and uh they're my best friends now, you know, over there. Um, oh, what the fuck? They, they introduced they introduced me to this like huge group of all of their friends, like twenty of them, dude, that have just grown up in this little village together. And I've spent weeks upon weeks at all of their houses, 
just like um you know when i was when i was i would just go there on the weekends just to hang out and stay at their house and their parents would take care of me cook me dank german food um oh, wow. you know to ask me what america's like and and um you know they really took me under as like one of their brothers so and, from that uh, breakup yeah from that it, well, yeah it wasn't even a breakup dude. it was like maybe a month of me just being kind of obs- overly obsessed like simping over a girl yeah simping over a girl bro you could call me a simp for sure but uh hey, we, my guy <laughs> i ain't saying that judgingly bro we've all been there. trust yeah trust yeah 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 i don't i don't even mind it man it is what it is you're married now my g yeah i, I know exactly <laughs> exactly but i was simping over That's her wild. too you know i was i was persistent even she's telling me no i was telling her yes like not you know in that kind of way not in that kind of way but... no yeah yeah, yeah. no we <laughs> yeah, yeah. i know what you mean i know what you mean um but um yeah i mean it's just really cool how how one question or one willingness like a willingness to like put yourself out there can turn into like this life-changing like thing where you create like a whole new network of friends and that's kind of what I did with these guys um you know they're they're definitely like kind of hood hood uh hood like townies kind of you know just like they gotcha. they stay in there they stay in their little village it's like five thousand. those are people. usually the most cool people though oh bro they're so cool they're so cool so fun to talk with their english is so broken but that didn't matter to me because i was like you know what i'm here to learn german so i just tried to listen to them and sometimes they got overwhelming like i remember once they baked uh edibles and uh Jeez. i ate like one and a half brownies and I was just listening to them, like, what the fuck are you guys saying? And I was getting so overwhelmed, dude, that I had yeah. to, like, go sit outside in my boxers and just, like, breathe. Because it was, you know, on top, it was, it was <laughs> the edibles were just You're way like, in I'm in, a, I'm in a state of chaos right now. Yeah, yeah. It I'm was, uh, yeah. That's so, uh, yeah, man, but these guys, man. these guys have, uh, you know, they're still friends of mine. I'm in a group chat with them through WhatsApp and uh we stay in touch so i definitely every time every time i go to europe i make it a I make it a point to go and see him of course man that's so true man you never know what's going to happen you just got to put yourself out there man mm-hmm. never exactly. know. moral of the story there has there there are so many opportunities that come from just being open-minded like literally like it's funny because Obviously, I came here with a particular agenda to, to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but um, I needed a job, right? You know, I, I needed to pay my bills, yada, yada. So I was like, okay, let me apply to places. I applied to a ton of places, a ton of places. And there's one place that hit me back up. It was like, they called them like a, it called them like a financial firm or something like that. It was really weird. And they messaged me back and they're like, hey, you have an interview. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is the only place that hit me back. I literally applied to hundreds of places on Indeed, hundreds of places on Craigslist. So it's like, okay, cool. And I was heading to LA a month before, or no, I was heading to, to Vegas a month before I actually planned on moving to LA. So I was like, oh, actually, I'm going to be in Vegas. Or I'm going to be in LA um, because I, I wanted to be in LA for, for a couple of days before I went to Vegas. I'm going to be in LA for a little bit. I can actually uh come in for that interview they're like okay cool cool so i go there and the interview place i see a ton of people there so it's essentially like a job that they kind of were giving to whoever was dumb enough to take it It it's just a hard hard sales job it's the life insurance uh uh, company that i used to work work for when i first got here and And that's uh, an interesting concept life insurance like it's so it's trying to tell people hey you're gonna die one day you should buy this it's the most opposite (laughs) of art of what i came to la for but so i i i I applied there i it was kind of weird we were brought into this big room with a bunch of other people they told us to sign this thing and then but look, I was like, I have no other job. I'm not going to act like I'm too cool. You know, these, it seems, this seems weird, but it's, but it does, this guy that interviewed me does seem like a reasonable guy. He seems cool. He seems like a nice dude. Um, his name's George. So I was really just betting on that guy. And uh, I was like, you know, you seem cool. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go, you know, whatever needs to, I'm literally, do, whatever, however hard this shit is, I'm going to, I'm let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I started, I started training. I'm like, fuck, this is hard. It's all commission, no base salary. 
I was struggling. It was rough. George, but George, the guy helped me out. And then through that, I met uh, the person that mainly trained me. His name was Clifton. And then I met uh, another, another guy named Marlon. And this was two years ago. And those guys are like literally some of my best friends in LA, even after I left that, uh, that uh, company to work for a studio, still kick it with them regularly. And what's funny is they work for a different life insurance company, one that's way better than the old one. And I do production for them. I do photography, videography for the big agency. They brought me in. They said, hey, we have a guy. He does this stuff. You know, have him, you know, let's see what he's got. And then I met a guy named Albert. They're like the guy that hired them. And he liked, we hit it off. And then, but that all started for me being like, I have no fucking clue what this is. This is a city I don't know. I have anxiety right now for moving in general. Not only that, too, I have anxiety because it's all commission, no base salary. You know, it, there's so many reasons why I could have, should have said no, could have said no, was terrified. But just being open-minded, just being like, hey, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. It opened up all of these great friendships, relationships, opportunities that I would have never thought of if, if I hadn't taken just right. taken that opportunity. So yeah, taking that leap so of faith, man. It's so interesting, man. You just got to stay open-minded, just trust the process, trust your instincts and then, you know, good things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, but that's a very difficult concept for people to grasp sometimes. I mean, like a lot of people are still closed and, uh, just like kind of in their box and like in their comfort zone and they just don't know how to, they don't know how to break out. Um, But it doesn't even have to be something that like, as all it has to be is like talking to that girl that you really wanted to at the bar or like, um, I don't know, going out for a run when you didn't want to, it's like doing something that makes you uncomfortable is going to benefit you so much more than, than just, staying in your comfort zone being safe maybe it's going to that party that you didn't really want to go to that you didn't know but then maybe you do go and then you meet someone that's really cool and then you guys become homies or like you meet a girl that you didn't you didn't even want to go out that night but you meet a girl that you really you know fuck with or you know just activity just Mm -hmm. doing something just you know not being bitter about it having a positive attitude making the best out of this situation that you're currently in like fuck man that goes a long way yeah yeah and like even even today i had this like i was like man like i don't know if i want to go on yoel's podcast like i don't know how it's gonna be am i gonna fucking talk talk about some dumb shit like all this like i'm just going through i mean you know i just gotta send it like just go for it and just like you know um and i'm you know and and it just kind of I'm happy I did, you know, it's been yeah, it's fun. fun talking to you and, and, uh, it's chill, man. And yeah. yeah, that's the thing. You never know. Like even with, even that's funny with the podcast, like, you know, doing all of these episodes and, you know, not knowing, you know, things are growing now, but the, the thing is like not knowing where things are going to go, you know, wanting shit to be perfect when you first start, but saying, yeah. you know what, it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. My audio quality, my production quality when I first started, this was disgusting, was garbage. How was what? learning all that? I mean, what did you use like Adobe? Um, I forget what Adobe. Uh, audition. Aud- audition. Yeah. Audition. Audition. Yeah. Yeah. So I used Audition. I had like a USB mic that I used. So they were mm-hmm. all in person. Keep that in mind. So it was like, I, 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 what I did was I used one USB mic and I put it in the middle yep. of between us <laughs> and we would just talk. And uh, in retrospect, you know, there's nothing wrong with that in the sense of like, I was doing the best with what I had. I did not cool. have the money that I have now that, to invest in that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what am I going to do? Sit on my ass and wait until the perfect, the perfect time or just exactly. you know, do the best with what I have. I had one camera, one mic put the camera in the middle facing having both of us in the frame and then having one mic in the middle mm-hmm. and chopping it up. And then guess what? That's it. And then, you know, over time as my skills grew, so were, you know, my fan finances and, you know, I could invest more into stuff. And, um, but that's part of the process, man. I think people want, 
it's funny i was having a conversation with someone that like like why like what i want to do they're trying to like everyone has their own path and sometimes it works but you can't wait until you have the guests that you want and then you're going to start the podcast yep. that is not how life works I, I i just i don't you have to get good you have to start with your best friend you know, but, just, just do it with your best friend for the first time you know like yeah. someone you're comfortable talking with i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter who who it is like sure maybe uh having tom brady on your podcast would make it way more interesting but it's like you can still have a really good conversation with anybody that don't matter uh, and you're not developing your skills too like maybe mm-hmm. like making it fun while having your best friend that doesn't that isn't a celebrity um that you know takes skill having fun being interested and in, you know having a quality conversation you know anyone can have tom brady on their podcast or interview show and make it interesting because that's tom brady that but then you become extremely replaceable you're okay cool you fucking have another celebrity on your on your shit like cool whoop-de-doo you know so yeah man uh, it's a it's an interesting interesting concept but i'm glad that i have it requires a certain level of humility you know whether you want to start a podcast whether you want to start you know anything there's a certain level of humility that is required whenever you're doing something different because a lot of people are like oh you know i'm waiting until this like ego is so deadly it is so dangerous it will Mm -hmm. make you it will prevent you from doing things that you need to do yeah, man, I totally get that. And I go through that like almost every day in my life. Um, you know, like for four days, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm killing it. Like I'm eating good and like losing weight or whatever. And then all of a sudden one day comes by, you know, like had a couple chips and then it turns into a bag and then a couple beers. And you're like, well, I just fucked up my whole diet. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, am I going to go back on the diet train or am I going to continue with this? And like, I don't know. It, it's, it's all about choices and, and figuring out um, how you can know yourself better because at the end of the day, it's all about knowing yourself and, and knowing like where your ego wants to take things and um, understanding how to, how to counter those um, habits that it, it naturally wants to go towards. Um, yep. I agree. Yeah it's weird it's like these mind games that we play like every minute of every hour of every day that we don't talk about with other people mm-hmm. you know these like yeah like i want to work out but do i need to work out today like oh i have to do this and that it's like yeah you're busy but if you work out you're still going to be busy if you don't work out you're still going to be busy so you might as well fucking work out mm-hmm. you know what i mean like these little things that these mind games that you play with yourself and and uh you know kind of the credibility that you build with your brain and understanding your emotions of when you actually need to take a break from the gym or when you just don't feel like it because you're being a pussy yeah those are two different things that's me 90 percent of the time i'm being a pussy and 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 what's (laughs) funny is sometimes sometimes you genuinely do need a break though you know what i mean yeah for sure but only you know that that's why the brain is so fucking you know wild and 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 interesting because it used to be where man like i don't even why am i gonna go to the gym my i am not gonna lose all this weight it's gonna i'm gonna go in the gym go work hard and then check the scale and then i'm not gonna lose any weight and i literally worked all that hard for no reason i used to think like that but then you have to change your psyche completely to attain certain goals like the thing the metrics that you use for success have to change but nothing actually changes just how you perceive things changes yeah once once you once you almost manipulate your brain and trick your brain into having a certain philosophy that you apply to whatever you're doing it's like such an unlock and if you can apply that to other things then that's when things kind of start to click because it's all starts in the head and then it flows. It does. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, uh, it does get in your head when you look at that scale and you're like, damn, like I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose any weight, but I just worked out, you know, it's like that 
back to like the instant gratification type thing, man, like why is it that our society is like, that our generation is so fixed on this instant gratification? Because even I find myself, um, you know, wanting things right now. Like for example, yesterday I was putting a decal on my car. It's like this, uh, like this shadow of like the forest and the mountains with the Subaru uh, logo on it. And I put it on the bottom of my car and like my wife's like, you know, I, you need to read the directions and follow one, two, three, four. I was like, fuck it. Let's just send it. Let's just put it on. And I ended up fucking it up. And like, there's some air bubbles and like <laughs> creases and shit. And she's just like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I don't even want to do this with you because you won't even follow the directions. It's like, you just want everything right now. I'm like, well, like, I just, I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm sorry about right. that. But it's just like, it was my natural instinct to this. Like when you're excited about want something, things. yeah. When you're excited about something, you want it quick. Like, like I called you the other day. I was like excited. I was like, damn, I'm going to go to Burbank and I'm going to like be, you know, we're going to, we're going to be in studio podcasts. And then you, like, <laughs> I you love know, that the and, thing I would do though, too. That's why yeah, I was bro, like, like oh, what the fuck? But like, I was like, Oh, I kind of fuck with that. Let's run it. But dude, and then you know. I just have other, you know, like when I was in Europe, man, like uh, I was in class and, you know, I should probably be in class, but I was looking at my phone and I noticed that one of my buddies and his girlfriend were in, in Venice. And so immediately I just went to the, I went to uh, my phone and I started looking for flights to Venice and I yeah. bought a flight to Venice, left class, literally got on a bus to the airport, got on the plane and flew to Venice and went, went and hung but out with them for like five days. Yeah, it was fun, man. It's fun, but it's like, and look, sometimes and you gotta have that balance though. Yeah. Like that's what you're saying. Like you, I think it's instant gratification, but it's also like kind of respecting your natural need and wants and like, Hey, I'm going to just do this. Like, I don't give a fuck about the rules, which sometimes it's good, but also of course, like for me, sometimes it's bad. It's like, fuck, like you gotta, you gotta understand like there's the future you have to deal with. There's now. And then there's also the future you have to deal with. Like, but having that balance is key. Like for me, I was all impulse. That's why I was fat. I just didn't give a shit because I was just, I just wanted to have fun, man. I wanted to yeah. eat that cake. I didn't want to work out. But once you start working out, once you start doing this, once you start respecting kind of certain things, you can start having fun based off the results you got mm-hmm. from being disciplined, you know? Right. It's like, all about respect at the end of the day, res- respecting, um, you know, your guidelines for a certain thing and following them and, and not breaking outside of that. I mean, it's okay to wiggle. It's okay to have a cheat day, stuff like that. But um, if, if you're going to not respect it continuously, obviously like your, your plan was flawed in the first place or like you, mm-hmm. you just didn't, you lacked the discipline that was necessary to achieve a certain uh, goal. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I find myself in a constant battle with that stuff, like all the time. Uh, where it's like I want something like I'm almost living a second life in my head you know like where it's yeah, um, yeah it's just um, it's wild women are good with it is wild. Out, man. too like they're so smart women yeah they know like when you're like they can they are so in tune with like behavior emotions like all that yeah yes. the divine like, feminine bro they just own it they know man how how has it been like i mean in our society this is getting married young but how has it been you know at the age that you're at and being married how how has that been for you um you know it's weird because i'm like i'm actually like the first out of my friends to get married which is kind of weird uh and it wasn't we didn't it wasn't like a normal we didn't have a wedding we didn't have anything this was pre-pandemic too i mean we got married probably a week actually before the pandemic really hit. Um, and you know, we just, we eloped, we just went to Breckenridge County courthouse, signed some papers and that was it. Uh, You know, we kissed and we even, uh, in the, they have a little like journal there and, uh, to like write your vows or whatever. And in ours, it was like, what, what, what is your guys saying together? And we were like, just send it, (laughs) you know, like, cause sometimes you just got to send it. Uh, that's kind of like a, a big topic when you're, when you're at the mountain, man, is like, um, that jump isn't going to get hit unless you send it, you know, yeah. like you're not going to hit that three. You're not going to hit that one. You're not going to hit that backflip unless you just send it. 
So it's like yeah. there's it, only so much analyzing you can do. Yeah. There's only so much analyzing you can do. Like exactly. at, the, at the certain point, you just got to go. Yep. And that's yep. when the doors are open because you're going to end up, you know, f- like solving it and uh, figuring it out based off that feedback of doing. Doing is so important. We we are live in a world of like analyzing data, reading, like all this shit. And, um, and it's just nice to be, it's, it's refreshing when people have the, the perspective of just like fuck it let's just go run it like yeah. it's funny like one of my client like my client he uh he always they always ask me like hey should we post this do you what do you EOL? Well, do you think we should i'm like run it send it they're like hey do you think i should post this run it let's go send it and that's so important but uh we're gonna wrap things up bro um thank you for coming on man i appreciate you um it's good catching up with you man like next time you're in la uh please pull up uh, do you have anything you want to plug uh, your ig trying to get them followers up <laughs> uh i mean nah, i i'm not a clout chaser bro i don't i don't need all that but uh <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding um yeah man if people want to follow me and see my travel and you know i'm trying to like kind of get into comedy a little bit and uh so it's uh at brndnn i know at brndndnn Brandon Dunn, Brandon Dunn with no vowels, kind of lame, but, uh, you know, that's, that's me. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm on IG. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future, man. And, uh, just trying to progress my life as best as I can. For sure, man. I, I agree. I'm, I'm blessed to be part of that journey and you mm-hmm. know, I'm hoping to, uh, to witness it, man. But, um, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. This is Yoel's Hangouts Podcast. Peace. And that is the Yoel's Hangout Podcast, guys. Thanks for coming along. If you can, please leave a five-star review on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. That would be lovely. Uh, Leave a comment as well. We, We really appreciate that. Thanks.